Diplomacy News embarks on its third decade as the only global nonprofit news organization reporting on the most crucial issues impacting women and girls around the world so that we may continue to shape how women and girls are represented in the media toward creating a more equitable world that honors, respects, and supports the lives of women and girls by seeking the truth and reporting it, acting independently with accountability and transparency. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, and welcome to Women's Z News. Uh, I am Laurie Sokol, the Executive Director and Editor-in-Chief of Women's Z News, and we're very pleased to carry this interview with Sansara Taylor, who is co-founder of Refuse Fascism, and she uh, made an announcement today uh, regarding a new rally and march that is scheduled for just 11 days from today, on January 22nd. So she's here to tell us about what, why this rally, why January 22nd, and why she views it as important. So welcome, Sansara. Lori, I'm so happy to be with you and everybody with Women's Z News. It is a really historic launch that we have done. And, and I say we, cause you're part of it with me and a number of other people will talk about that too, um, from very different political perspectives who are saying it is time. It is time for the people of this country, women and others to stand up and wage a massive fight, a serious, relentless, determined fight, society-wide resistance aimed at defeating the really horrific existential threat posed to women's right to abortion and their very humanity, with the Supreme Court poised and expected by every commentator, everybody who watches the courts, everybody who's watched the growing assault on abortion rights over decades is recognizing that the Supreme Court is poised and the fascist majority on it is ready to gut or outright overturn Roe v. Wade by late spring. And this has to be stopped. So tell me why we have, for those who are supportive of reproductive choice, we do have elected officials, right? Democratic elected officials, of course, our president, vice president, others in the House of Representatives, et cetera, which is a majority. Why are we not um, leaving it up to them since we did elect them uh, to fight this fight for us and to ensure that our rights are uh, instilled in that women's, you know, reproductive rights continue? Well, I think that um, by any objective assessment, there has been a complete capitulation on the part of the Democratic Party and honestly on the part of the so-called leaders of the so-called pro-choice movement that are slavishly tied to that Democratic Party. Um, the, you know, Biden himself has never mentioned abortion since he's been in office. He won't use the word. The Democratic Party doesn't want this fight. Um, and I think, honestly, they're terrified of the of the base of fascists. There's tens of millions of violent fascists. I mean, we saw a year ago the armed insurrection attempt at the Capitol. These are 
people who largely grew out of not only, but they have many streams of origin, but one of them is the Christian fascist movement that has been built up over decades, largely in opposition to abortion rights. They harass and target women every day outside the clinics around the country. They've assassinated doctors. They bombed clinics just this January 1st. They burned a clinic to the ground in Tennessee. So you have this violent mob that I think the Democrats are afraid of and don't want to have a kind of struggle with. They are also afraid that they don't have the courts anymore. The Supreme Court now has a dominant majority of fascist justice, so-called justices, okay? Um, And so they don't see a means within the regular institutions to stop this. And they're also the Democratic Party, I believe, is terrified of the base of people that they claim to appeal to. Um, People who are pro-choice, people who are pro-woman, People who recognize that women are not incubators and should not be forced to have children against their will by the state. They're afraid of of our side of the the social base in this country getting unleashed and in the streets because, and this is where I will say, you know, there's there's a very broad unity in in this effort that we've just begun, riseupforabortionrights.org. So I'm speaking not for everybody who's signed on, but as, as you know, Um, I'm a communist revolutionary. I'm a supporter, um, a follower of the revolutionary leader, Bob Avakian, who's the architect of a new communism and a revolutionary leader. Um, The fundamental interests of women and of the broad masses of people are actually in opposition to this whole system that the Democratic Party, like the fascist Republicans, for all their differences with each other, they both represent. And so I believe the Democrats are very afraid of the masses of people in this country standing up and struggle, both because they're afraid of the upheaval and what the fascists will bring, but also because they're afraid of the demands for the full liberation of women getting a hearing, getting back and getting out there, and, and the fact that they they have no way to realize that under the system. And so I think that paralyzes them. Conversely, I think it would be good for society, and there actually is a fighting chance to defeat this attempt if people act, if people step into the streets. And most fundamentally, I think that as part of that, I'll be fighting for people to come to understand that we need to bring this whole system down and replace it, that there's a better way we could be living, a different system. But we'll be that'll be part of the debate as we go forward. The, the struggle rise up for abortion rights is, is people who, ra- who range from very different perspectives on that. But whatever perspective, it's objectively the case. And no one can dispute this, that there is a capitulation on the part of the Democratic Party. So why exactly now um, are you, did you come out, uh, you know, make the, make this announcement, uh, come out with this website that first came up today, rise up for abortionrights.org. Why now? I do know that January 22nd, which is the planned day of the rally at the Supreme Court is also the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which I understand that. But why now, as opposed to a few months from now, or after the midterm elections. Um, what is it about this timing for you? Well, I think um, the the purpose is to actually preserve abortion rights. To not let, look, in in by late spring, the Supreme Court is supposed to issue a verdict. There's an abortion ban, an extreme unconstitutional abortion ban out of Mississippi, bans abortion at 15 weeks. It's in violation of Roe v. Wade, which is the 1973 decision that established abortion rights nationwide. The Supreme Court heard this case, uh, I believe in September, October, 
they heard this case and the um, the majority of judges who now three of them appointed by Trump are fascist judges, Christian fascists and theocrats and woman haters, to be real, indicated that they are going to uphold this Mississippi ban. So one way or the other, this is going to be a radical shredding of women's fundamental rights. And this has got to be stopped. And the whole idea of doing this now is to prevent a great horror. That's the first line in this statement on the um, riseupforabortionrights.org with the number four, riseupnumber4abortionrights.org website says, now is the time for everybody who believes that women are human beings, not incubators, to act to prevent a great horror. And the idea is that through mass struggle, what seems impossible can be made possible. You can actually, when people stand up from below in massive numbers, not symbolically for a day and go home, but day after day, relentlessly in the arts, in the sciences, on the campuses, in the streets, in creative and determined and unbreakably determined, uncompromising resistance and struggle, you can, you can start to set terms that the rulers and the ruling institutions have to respond to your demand. Rather than sitting there like, like the Democratic Party and the mainstream pro-choice leaders overwhelmingly are doing and saying, well, we don't have the courts, there's nothing we can do but lose this, right? Let's plan to win it back over 40 years, which is literally what the, what the, what the New York Times wrote. It's what Kitty Colbert, who's a very major um, pro-choice legal figure and, and, and leader said, well, we have no options. We don't have the court. We have to just surrender and work our way through the legislation over 30, 40 years. Never mind the millions of lives that will be shattered and foreclosed in the, in the meantime. Rather than accepting the limits that this system puts on us, we have to get out there and change what they have to deal with through our mass struggle. And I think um, in this regard, you and I were talking the other day, and I, I love this quote from a leader of the women's strike in Poland, where they waged really relentless, society-wide disruptive struggle against the uh, res further restrictions on abortion there that really not only rocked that country, but, but inspired the world. And at a certain point, one of the leaders there said, you know, uh, and the article noted that she said this with a wry laugh. She said, you know, it must be hard to try to rule the country when someone else is setting the agenda. And we've seen that when people rise up and struggle, then the rulers have to respond to our agenda. And I think rather than the poverty of imagination and the craven capitulation to the fascists who are dominating this system, which is mainstream in the so-called women's movement right now, what we need is the daring, the determination to change the terms in society and for us to set the agenda. And that happens from below. And it happens in direct opposition, not only to the fascist assault on women, but in opposition to the capitulationism that is so deafening and suffocating to people's desires. I know and you know that there are tens of millions of people in this country who remember what it was like before Roe v. Wade. There are people who buried their friends, who went looking for their bodies, who found these women in, in back alleys, in their bedrooms, bleeding out in the emergency rooms, were filled with women who had botched illegal abortions and died. It's filled with women who survived that. There are people who remember this, who need to get out there and struggle. There are young people whose future is on the line, 
who have no idea, some of whom do know what's at stake and they're furious, but they don't see a vehicle to act. And many of whom don't understand what's at stake because no one's sounding the alarm. And that's the capitulationism that's saying, don't worry so much, we can do this, we'll, we'll just vote next election, blah, blah, blah. No, we're sounding the alarm and we're going to rouse these people, the, the millions who remember before Roe, the millions of young people, the, the artists, the intellectuals, men as well as women, differently gendered people, everybody who loves justice, who wants a future where women are not treated as incubators and property of the state, needs to stand up and through our struggle, we need to change the terms and set terms that every other force has to respond to. And that's been done before in history on um, the liberation of women. And it's been done just two years ago. We saw this in the massive struggle against white supremacy and police murder and terror that took place after the murder of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd by the police. What seemed impossible the day before became possible through the struggle of the people. And this is something that has to take hold now. So that's a, a long answer, but this is why we're doing it now. And this is why everybody listening should go to rise up number four for abortionrights.org and read this statement, add your name to it and become an organizer with us. Be in DC on January 22nd in front of the Supreme Court on this anniversary to make sure this is not the last anniversary of the right to abortion. And join with us on International Women's Day, which will be a next day nationwide for protests in every city and town across this country to stand up and begin that process for real, aiming really at bringing all of society to a halt and making clear that, that this right will not be taken away. Women are not going to be enslaved and slammed backwards. And if, if the court thinks they can get away with that, they have not seen the fury of women unleashed yet. There's not a guarantee we'll succeed, but we have a fighting chance and this is our chance and we have to take it. And March 8th is the day that uh, International Women's Day, where you plan again to be, uh, to have a rally at the Supreme Court as well as other locations. Um, what do you say to people now who in response to those uh, who understand there's a concern about Roe v. Wade being overturned, uh, people respond, well, there's, still the abortion pill and the morning after pill and people can still travel to a state like if, if they're in a state where it is outlawed right they can travel to new york or other states where it's or it's codified right whether you say to them they feel there's no need to go out and rally and 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 protest because there are these other options now well i have uh it's a great question i have two things to say First of all, I think people's sights are so lowered in this society, so low, they're accepting so little. I wanna say it is possible to live in a society where women's fundamental rights to abortion and birth control to control their bodies, their autonomy, their lives, their destinies is not only guaranteed, but where the ongoing struggle of women to uproot all vestiges of sexism, oppression in the intimate relations, in the broader relations, violence against women, discrimination, the degrading violent uh, uh, porn that treats women as objects of sexual plunder and mainstreams. That it's possible to live in a society that's uprooting all that. That's possible through an actual revolution. I just think we need to start thinking about real liberation and the constitution that Bob Avakian wrote for a new socialist republic in North America, people should read this. It's in a liberating document and it's reality-based of what could happen if we bring down this system of capitalism, imperialism and replace it. And we're living in a time, which I won't 
tried to talk all about, but it's at revcom.us, the website that I write for. Um, there's a major new work from Bob Avakian on how this is a time when revolution can become possible if it's fought for, precisely because of the profound crisis and the deepening divisions in society and the looming potential of civil war. There is the possibility for something terrible for all of humanity, including for women, but also something truly emancipating. And so we need to lift our sights to a liberated world and what it will take to get there and fight for what we want, not capitulate to what they give us, especially when that's immiseration and slavery. But the second thing I want to say is um, just very directly to your question. Claiming that that it doesn't matter for this oppressive state that we live under to take away the, the legal right of abortion, which is at the heart of whether women are treated as human beings or property, saying it doesn't matter when the state criminalizes that is delusionally deadly dangerous. Of course it matters. The abortion pill, people should have access to it, but it is good. It's effective till about 10 weeks into pregnancy. Most women don't know they're pregnant. By then they don't have access to it. And the women who are gonna, there's gonna be millions and millions of women, poor women, young women, for whom they don't know how to access that. They can't get it in time. And let's be very clear. If this, Christian fascist assault on abortion is allowed to steamroll forward, they are going to criminalize that pill too. They've already put women in prison for miscarriages. This is a make-believe, I just have to say it's bullshit, and it's capitulation to the enslavement of women with a happy face. I am so disgusted by the notion that people would claim to be standing up for women and saying, oh, it doesn't matter that the Supreme Court's ruling, we will always have the abortion pill. You're lying and you're playing with lives. Um, and, you know, I just, people who are caught up in that, it might feel good, it might feel comforting, comforting but, but shake loose, join the fight to actually defeat this assault. Don't capitulate and try to work within it because it's, you know, I mean, watch Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, there was still resistance in that society and networks of people in that society, but that's not what you're going for. Let's talk about the petition specifically. I know you have a number of signers and it hasn't even been 24 hours. So if you can tell us who some of those, how many you have and who some of those signers are. Oh yeah, so um, I don't have a number and the number is changing today because it's out today. But um, there's a core group of uh, initiator signers that include myself, um, yourself, Lori, I'm very proud of that. Uh, Merle Hoffman, who is the CEO and founder of Choices Women's Medical Center in Queens. Um, Ruchira Gupta, who is a Emmy award-winning journalist and author and, and international fighter against sex slavery. Um, Gloria Steinem has signed. Uh, everybody, I, I, I would be shocked if anybody watching this channel doesn't know Gloria Steinem. Um, but if you don't look her up, uh, cause you'll learn good things. Um, v, uh, who is formerly known as Eve Ensler has signed Dr. Cornell West. I want to really underscore men need to be part of this too. People of all genders and backgrounds and, and all of this, Dr. Cornell West, uh, the, uh, Christian revolutionary freedom fighter and public intellectual, um, his name makes me think of Lily Wachowski, 
um, because Cornell was in the Matrix and, and Lily is the director um, and filmmaker of the Matrix, as well as many other, uh, also a writer of many other uh, incredible artistic projects. Um, I, I am, I, I can't even, there's a, there's just an abundance of beautiful, strong and diverse people. And, and there needs to be many more. So let's talk specifically, uh, so our listeners know exactly what you're planning. So January 22nd, 12 PM Eastern time at the Supreme court will be the first rally. And then on March 8th, which is international women's day will be the second one. And then what are you planning after that? How do you, plan to get people out on the streets in the numbers and in the the strength that you're hoping for? Yeah, well, I, there is a role for everybody, first of all, and there's a need for everybody. Everybody who doesn't want to see women enslaved needs to become part of this fight and bring in your skills, bring in your networks, bring in your time, give your money, your resources. Everybody needs to throw in, we're drawing a line and you need to say, which side are you on? And if you're not standing up for this, you're going along with what is what is the enslavement of women, which is accelerating towards us. So there's a need and a role for everybody. What we have is a core, a skeleton of a plan to get this going. And that needs to be enriched and built upon by a lot of people joining in. So we're going to have a lot of organizing kits on our website soon. We're going to have people we want people to form chapters of Rise Up for Abortion Rights or affiliate your organization. If you already have a network or a group, affiliate with it, endorse and join with us, partner with us. Um, but the core of what we know we're gonna do is January 22nd, we want everybody to join us in Washington DC at noon in front of the Supreme Court. This is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade on the year that it is under the greatest threat it's ever been under. And it's the year we have to stand up. And, and so this is the time and the place to be to launch this. And this is not just a rally saying we support abortion rights. It is that, but it is announcing to the world that there's a serious force of people calling forward everybody watching in society to join this fight. So it, the 22nd be there to make it as powerful as it can be, but also then that's gonna be announcing wherever you are, March 8th, start organizing now. And if you're listening now, don't wait till the 22nd of January. Start, pick a time and a place where you're gonna gather where you live on March 8th. Send it in to us at riseup4forabortionrights at gmail.com. And we are gonna put it on our website. We're gonna spread it. We want this to spread all over the country. And there needs to be a lot of things in between. There should be, there should be days of theater. You know, maybe across the country in the arts, people do readings for abortion rights, testimonials or, or some kind of production on a Monday night when theaters are dark, um, outdoors in public and safe ways or online. There should be days of student actions and student walkouts and strikes. There needs to be people organizing in different spheres and different fields in between and, and sparking off what gets done on January 22nd and then March 8th, International Women's Day, where there should be protests across the country that really flood the streets. And then from there, we, like I said, we're gonna be holding um, not only uh, organizing materials on our website and calling for people to join uh, Forge chapters, but also we'll be doing organizing conferences. Some hopefully in, we'll be able to do safely in real life, but some we'll do online where people come in together and, and plan out, well, where do we need to go next? What's it gonna take to really rock society and create conditions where 
we're, we're, we bring the society to a halt and say, no, over our fucking dead, excuse me, over our dead bodies, you know, over, over, we're not going to lie down for the enslavement of women. And I want to say, you know, we got to put it, people have to put it all on the line now to stop this, because if we lose this, they're going to take everything anyhow. And it's on the oppression of women, but it's also the overall fascism that this assault on abortion is an integral part of. And people need to understand, you know, you don't, to take up this fight, you have to just believe women are not incubators. We're uniting everybody who shares that view to join this fight. But we should also understand that, that the assault on abortion is connected to the, to the white supremacy that we saw on display in the Trump regime and in that insurrection attempt, um, in the voter suppression and the really assault on the institutions of bourgeois democracy that we see going on in this country. It's linked to the science denialism that's spreading COVID, that's, that's, that's accelerating the climate destruction. It's linked to all of these things which are bringing a horror to humanity and letting this assault go down is going to give momentum to all of that. And conversely, standing up against this is going to is going to create more air to breathe and more positive dynamics to stand up against the rest of this as well. Well, thank you, Sansara, um, for all of the information, for uh, telling us the details about uh, January 2nd and for all those who are interested in attending. I know there's also a petition. People can sign. Again, the website is Rise Up for abortionrights.org that's the number four rise up for abortionrights.org and um, thank you for your time and uh, we wish you a very uh, successful rally on the 22nd well listen Lori, i'm really glad to make the time and talk with you today and everybody at women's e-news um, and in addition to going to the forum on the rise up number four for abortionrights.org website you can sign the statement and you can also spread it and you can indicate and click. There's forms for you to click. If you want to become an organizer where you are, please get connected and, and join with us. And I want to just thank you for your time as well. Well, thank you, Sincera. Thank you for tuning in to the Women's E! News podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe. And to learn more about Women's E! News, please visit us at womensenews.org. It's completely free to subscribe.